Hi, I'm Julie Barth, and I'm here with Jerry Deer, the old nerd in the gym. Jerry, Jerry. What? Hold on. Come over I'll here and wait. do the podcast. But I've got... You oh, need to sorry. talk about organization. Ah, no kidding. Hold on. Ugh. Okay. Are you done? Hi. Well, I'm a little disorganized. See, I see that. Clearly. I get all flustered, and now I'm stressed, because I was supposed to do the podcast, and instead I'm fighting with all of this. Well, perhaps you should plan better. <sighs> what? Plan better? Yeah. yeah? Why? Why is that? What happens when you're disorganized? I think it causes stress. You look stressed. I feel a little stressed. I'm not... I don't have my stuff in the right order, and I think this is the wrong... I'm supposed to do a podcast now. I think you have last week's podcast. Today. I think this is last week's podcast. <laughs> You are very disorganized. Oh, there's this week's. Today. Look at that. Somebody put it oh. in the holder there. We've got it. There okay. we go. So if you can't, if you don't know what this looks like, folks, have a look at the picture on the website. And you'll see what our little setup looks like, and you can see where my stuff is supposed to be. Are you ready now? I'm good. What are we talking about? Organization. Oh, right. Organization and the old nerd. Right. Not organization as in, you know, the Kiwanis Club is an organization. No. It's, staying, it's being organized yes. as a caregiver, as an adult, as a whatever you're trying to do. And Wait the, a minute. Nobody said I had to be an adult Well, today. I'm sorry. It's This is all part of the deal. Um, all right. Stress contributes pretty heavily to poor health. And one of the best ways to reduce that level of stress, as you've heard just now, is just to stay a little more organized. It doesn't mean you have to be some OCD, crazy, everything's in a box kind of person. It just means you have to know what's going on, where things are, be a little prepared. And being prepared is where 90% of this comes in. I, I don't have to have my pencils at right angles from each other? Well, you can if you want. I mean, that's a little, as long as you know where your pencils are. You know, Douglas Adams always said, you never know where you're going unless you know where your towel is, right? So because the towel was such a useful tool to to the people in his books, and my thinking is that by being organized, knowing where your towel is is a pretty huge <laughs> thing, all right? Um, so if you're looking for the reference, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Go look it up. But the important part is that sometimes it is just knowing where your towel is. Having an understanding of what happens of when something doesn't go right, it's so much easier if your day-to-day is maintained in some sort of an organized fashion. Again, it doesn't need to be perfect, but just so you know where things are, they have a place to be, you can find stuff, and, and it isn't just about organizing that, but your calendar and all sorts of other things. Well, I think predictability leads to a lower level of stress because you know that you put a straw or a pencil or a scissors in a drawer, and you can go to that drawer and you know what's there, and you don't have to freak out and look all over the house. Right, and when something, that's day-to-day, and when something goes wrong and you really need that thing, it's nice to know that the scissors are right there because you have to cut this piece of bubble gum out of your kid's hair, right? Because then you don't want to chase around the house like Peanut butter. Is it peanut butter? Peanut butter gets gum out of your hair. Oh, well, whatever you need, you know where the peanut butter is, right? That's right. Okay, and then you're going to have to wash the hair, <laughs> but you're going to need a towel. So now that's we're back right. to that. We're back to a towel <laughs> It really again. does come back to the towel. So. <laughs> So we're going to start by talking about planning because really it all comes down to, again, being prepared. I'm probably going to say that a lot because it really matters not just that you know where your stuff is, but which things you need on a regular basis. So the first thing I'm going to throw out there is that setting it up before something goes wrong is the real vital part of this. Okay. So what do you need to set up? Well, it depends on your situation. Do I need a a doomsday prepper bunker (laughs) or maybe something a little lower level than that? I don't think you need that. Um, With a... You know, my example is the only one I can use is is my father. And the thing that we do primarily is I need to have a sort of a a bag, a travel bag for him. So I have two travel bags. Um, This is very much like when you've got a little baby and the first, you know, few months you realize 
you're carrying around these, you know, <laughs> massive trunks that have everything you ever need for a child until they're like 37. Yes. And it's all in one bag. Well, that kind of a diaper bag mentality is exactly what you need for a patient you're caring for. So it is like the zombie apocalypse. It's very much like that. You just need to know. Zombie apocalypse could be attributed to someone having a bathroom failure. So you want to be prepared for all that stuff. You've got the wipes. You've got the, the, uh, the, the blue gloves. And you've got the white uh, the, or the uh, trash bags to throw things away in. And you've got spare diapers, all that sort of spare stuff. Spare clothes. Yeah, you have extra things. It is a daily zombie apocalypse. It is a daily zombie apocalypse. It's going to happen. So you have things like that, but you also take it a step further. Um, So, for example, he has a very difficult time drinking out of a a restaurant cup because the straws are typically straight. And he can't lean up. He's shorter now with the table, and you can't pick up the cup and turn it on its side. He'll dump it all over him. So, um, And with the Parkinson's, it's shaking too much. I mean, there's so many things going on. So a, a curved, a bent plastic straw is really, really important. Um, and I know there's a lot of headaches over straws right now. What with the, you know, the environmentalists don't like them. They get in the oceans, whatever. Throw that aside. They have not yet made an alternative for a plastic straw that's bent. There's no way to, to, well, the to do it Well, the problem with the flexible and metal and reusable straws is dentures and teeth. Well, yeah, you can't. I don't want to get into a big diatribe about that, but we have to carry those plastic straws right. because the metal ones that are pre-bent, Things like that. They're dangerous for someone with Parkinson's whose jaw is shaking. Mm -hmm. You could damage their dentures. You could cause them to poke themselves in the gum. I mean, it's just a bad bad thing all the way around. So in that bag is some of this stuff, is these prepared sort of things. So what would you say led you to create that bag? Like, How did you know what to put in it? Oh, I had no idea. I, I mean, I didn't. I got both the children that I've been around in my family, I got when they were like eight. Mm-hmm. So I missed all of that, you know, but I did see my nieces and helped with them when they were little. And, and I knew what parents carried around in their diaper bags, but it's different. I had this first with my mom. Okay. So my mom's bag was a little more involved because we had to carry food for her and all sorts of other things. We had an oxygen concentrator that went on our tour bus. We had all sorts of things that were involved with with moving her around. Okay. Dad's not quite so complicated because he's fairly mobile, even though he's got to have a walker and everything. So in the bag, you just kind of have to learn what goes in there. Think about your day. What sort of things do you need? Do you need gloves? Do you need um, wipes? Do you need a spare pair of underwear? Do you, I mean, whatever those things happen to be. And then as you use it, you'll discover what you need and what you don't. Right. And just as so you, the bag may change over time, the bag's going to change over or time. You just take a notebook with you and be like, wow, it would have been great if I had X. Yeah. I'm going to write that down. Oh, in the bag is a notebook and a pen. Okay. Because you don't know what's going to happen. We'll get to documentation in a few minutes, but that's all part of that. Um, but those kinds of things, having that bag all set up and ready to go. Now, the, I mentioned another bag. That's his bag. I have a whole different one. Okay. My bag is for me. Mm-hmm. So I will get the call at 3 a.m. that he's fallen and his life alert has come on and they call me first. And I don't know if we're going to go to the hospital or not. If he just fell, you know, going to the bathroom, he's not hurt. He just can't get back up or he slipped off the bed, something minor right. versus, okay, he put his arm through the window in the kitchen and he's laying bleeding on the floor and everything's bad. So you don't know if it's three hours or three days. Exactly. It could be 20 minutes. We have no idea. So I have this bag. In the bag is a couple of protein bars, a bottle of water, um, a Kindle, uh, a charger for my phone, a charger for the Kindle, a notebook with a pen. Um, His documentation, by the way, that bag that I mentioned, 
Uh, we're going to talk about, again, the documentation in a second. But in that bag is also a piece of paper that has all of his meds on it in detail. Really it has, yeah, it has all his conditions, all of his doctors and their contact information. Everything's on one sheet of paper. That would be a good place for any food or medication allergies, something like yeah, that. Yeah, everything is on there. So he has all that in one piece of paper. And I carry one of those myself in the same bag. So in case those are separated and I'm not with him, then I have that. But I can always, I, I've had it come up when... The uh, rescue squads had to go to his house, and they're talking to me on the phone, or somebody got there before me, and I'm able to tell them, go get this. It's right over there on that couch. Take that with you. The The paper you need is in there right. because it's all pre-done. It, it's laid out. The meds, all that sort of stuff. Anything extra I need to carry is in that bag. So that all goes back to planning, and there is a bit of trial and error, obviously. You oh, totally. You didn't need... Six pairs of socks. Generally, it's bed. things I discover that I did need that oh. I didn't have because I start out. I'm kind of a minimalist, so I don't take everything. I'm more likely to go. I wasn't quite as prepared as I should have been the first couple of times, but then I realized later on, like if he's using, um, if he's using adult diapers, we don't need extra underwear. We right. don't need extra clothes. Typically, we just need a spare pair of pajama pants and a pair of socks. And then the rest of it is depends. So mm-hmm. there'll be a stack of depends in there. And possibly a t-shirt. A t-shirt, right. In case something gets case messed up. You get food on yourself. I think that I need one of these bags just for my <laughs> Well, you know what? That's what started me doing because I carry one in my car that's very much like this. It's a full change of clothes. It's boots. It's, it's an extra hat. It's gloves. All in this bag. I've always done that. Right. So it kind of came from that. I was already accustomed to doing that anyway. Um, so the bag is just one part of this. I'm beating the death of this bag, but that that is a huge thing of being prepared. The next thing is scheduling. Okay. So you've you've got the bag, you've got all this other stuff. You you you've got your life, you know, because even if you're a 24 hour caregiver, you have your own things you have to attend to. Right. In my case, I'm taking care of two households, so I need to manage bills at home, and I need to manage bills for him. So there's a lot of pre-planning involved in that. I have mm-hmm. to schedule like alerts to remind me, oh, I got to pay the, the propane bill or I've got to, you know, whatever. Right. You've got two water bills, two trash bills. Yeah, exactly. Two doctor's appointments, two calendars. Well, ironically, I fixed the doctor's appointment problem and the trash problem. Um, the trash thing was very simple. I simply ordered an extra can for myself and I bring the trash from his house and put it in there. And that's what I do with that. Um, so the trash guys are still making money. They're happy, but I don't have to try to figure out how to get it from his house out to the end of the driveway, which is almost a quarter mile long. It's just, right. I did that when I was a kid. I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> You've taken the trash out many enough oh, times. Oh, many enough times. Um, then the other thing is, uh, my father and I have the same, uh, primary care doctor. So I schedule doctor visits back to back. So when it's my turn to go, he goes more often than I do, obviously. But when I have to go, I schedule it on the same day and they'll put him back to back for me. So I literally take him out of the room and then they do mine and we're right. done. And I can talk to the doctor about things that I need to talk to her about without him in the room. And he thinks I'm just getting my regular checkup. So because we there's some things he can't be a part of. <laughs> there's some things that you would be able to speak more freely about when the person is not in the room. Yeah, he's he I mean it's up to him what he wants to do. He's still fully with it. We don't keep him in the dark about anything, but I have to tell her things that I'm not able to tell him, her while he's there because he'll he'll argue about it. So I have to tell her here's what he really did, you know, and kind of explain it without him getting upset about it. So, so the, if you have a stubborn individual yeah. in your family then Whoever you're caring for, it might be helpful to have a little private time with the doctor. Well, yeah, to help. You need to do that as a caregiver because they know my situation. This is not about, 
you know, trumping somebody's wishes uh, oh, with their not. doctor, and the doctor's not doing anything unethical. She's trying to help me give him the best care. So that's one little thing. Then the other thing is keeping track of your calendar and your schedule and, and keeping all your outside activities straight, not just your own. Like you mentioned before, if you have a kid and the you're taking care of an elderly parent, mm-hmm. that's two sets of schedules plus yours. Right. So now you got three. And if there's a wife or a husband or they've got their own, I mean, it's a big mess. It's easily at least four or five people scheduled. Imagine if you had three or four kids. My right. mom had seven kids. So Exactly. So you can really, this can really become a big problem. So by doing all of these things, creating a routine is the next piece of this. So by creating a routine, it isn't just about the, the patient or the kid or whatever. It's about creating a routine for yourself as well. You right. need to have some sort of um, predictability. Right. In your day-to-day work. Well, I think there are many studies that have been done that find that children and adults alike thrive much better when they know what's going to come up next. Yeah. It lowers your stress levels and cortisol levels and all of those. Oh, I'm terrible about that. Not transmitters. What's the word? Oh, I don't know. I know what you Um, mean, but. um, All the levels of the things in your body. So all you guys out there listening to this who know something about that, please comment on the <laughs> podcast and give us some feedback and tell neurotransmitters. us neurotransmitters. Tell us what all about the neurotransmitters. Um, so, you know, there's trying to figure out and maintain that level of predictability. I'm terrible about that. I don't like surprises. Yeah. I need, and which is weird when you're a caregiver, 80% of your time is a surprise. You have no idea what's going to happen. But if one. you have the amount of predictability that you can... That it makes that easier. easier to manage. It is. And that's really what it's about. It's about managing expectations because you really don't know what could happen. Um, if someone is severely ill, a lot of what we're talking about doesn't apply because they are probably bed bound or there's some other issues they have to contend with. So you have to take this with a grain of salt if you're working with them. Um, my father's fairly mobile, but he still has a lot of issues. Um, that's... That's pretty much where it comes down to that. And then finally, it's just keeping track of everything. That's where writing it all down comes in. Documentation, documentation, documentation. I'm sorry. I stopped listening for a minute. I was writing something important down. What were you saying about documentation? (laughs) Exactly. Write it all down. As caregivers, we're questioned about things that require us to remember detailed information about a patient's health, activity, or behavior. It's really important that we do things like keep a log or a journal of their activities. Of their, If you need vitals, you take vitals every day, make sure you have that somewhere. Diabetic um, patients, that's very important. Yes, came the blood sugar levels, writing all that stuff down. Um, I have created a document that I use that I reprint that I just fill in that's really easy. When somebody gives him medication, they have to sign the form. So we know who gave it to him and what time and all that sort of stuff. It's very, very easily done. I used to do home health, so they had similar documentation um, dosing. Right, charts. and they and and you know organizations like that have that, right. but people at home don't think that way. So um, if anyone besides the caregiver is to give anything, you need to know who did that and when. There has to be accountability. And we will put an example with uh, perhaps the medications blacked out. Yeah, we'll put some. Just well, I have a what the checklist. I have a sample like. when we're going to put up on the website. Okay. Uh, it, it'll probably be you know about a week or so after this comes out. Right. Um, but if you create an easy to use form that you can repeat, that you can just fill it in, you can do it on Word on the computer. You can just handwrite it. Whatever you want to do that works well. But you're keeping uh, track of information like a one-sheet document that's already containing the patient's all vital information. I mentioned I carry that in that bag. Have that ready because anytime you need to go to the ER, anytime you need to go to a doctor's visit, they're always going to ask you all the med list. Mm-hmm. If you've got that current med list in your hand, your time is going to be spent so much better, and the people are going to love you because they don't have to sit there and wade through everything. They just look at it, check, check, check. Okay, you're good. 
There's also, um, I would assume, emergency phone numbers in there in case yeah. you need to get a hold of someone else or... God well, forbid you bump your head on the way to the doctor. Well, yeah, if it's, needs to know. you mean if it's me, like if the caregiver gets injured for both of you. Well, yeah, if everything's you're in, an in there. Accident or something. There's definitely. Some yeah, there's. Medical, a, uh, you said something about the wallet and the ID. Yeah, you carry those things all the time. Those stay in that bag. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not out driving around anymore, so the wallet can stay in the bag. There's no money in it. Do not keep money, paper money, or credit cards in any of this documentation, any of this information. Keep just the driver's license, his medical card, Medicare, whatever you need for the patient. Keep that together, but don't leave cash or anything like that. And if you got to leave change so you have like parking meter money or something, that's one thing. Um, but be careful about that. But the documentation is really what matters. You've got to make sure you have everything. Well, I would think that this will be something that will be individual for each person. So oh, find, yeah, find out is. what works for you. Yes. Try it out for a week. See what's in your bag, what's not in your bag. And if you have questions, email us. I'm happy to, you know, if I don't know the answer, I've got a million people I can ask to help you with it. So that's what Old Nerd is here for. So we're trying to be caregiver support. Yeah, we would love for anybody to let us know what, how that works, if it's working great for you, if there's like a horrible disaster and it's a funny story, we'll share that too. Yeah, tell us what doesn't work. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we've all got funny stories about things that happen that are terribly tragic. Yes. And never carry insurer in your pocket. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a whole story. There's a story. <laughs> never put milk in the trunk in the summer. Or in the winter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Equ- works both bad. ways. Yeah. Gallon of milk. Make sure you get that out of the car. Either way. But the important thing, take the time to plan ahead, spend a little time, and you're done. That's really what it matters. So planning will help with the stress level. Planning will help with your own. Remember, your patient Remember. is well cared for, but you probably aren't. Right. So pre-planning can help your stress, will help your health. That's right. Well, I think that especially... Having that stuff there and not having to worry about it is going to be a really, really like a load off your mind. Yep. Always. So let us know what happens, what works, what doesn't. As always, get up and get out there. Thanks from Jerry and Julie. Thank you. Have a great day. See ya. See ya.